Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're checking this out on the YouTube, youtube.com slash at Tyler Morgan. Or maybe you're on Rumble. Uh, go there and search for Relentless Daring or the Tyler Morgan Show, and you will find me, and you'll find my videos there. Or maybe you're listening to this on podcast. Check it out. Apple, Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music. You can find me everywhere. But, you know, now I've done a little... Uh, Self-congratulatory uh, promotion here. Um, let me pay some imaginary bills because, well, none of this pays the bills. And it's a lost leader as far as I'm concerned. But let me tell you about the greatest thing besides these wonderful beverages behind my head. That would be coffee. Yes, coffee makes the world go round. It wakes me up in the morning. It helps me go to bed at night. Coffee. And the only coffee for me happens to be from my good buddy Dave at American Pride Roasters. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com or APRCoffee.com if you prefer shorthand. And check out their amazing coffee flavors. If you are a straight black coffee guy like me and you don't want all the frou-frou flavors, that's fine. He's got you set. You know, one of my personal favorites is the, uh, the Thomas Paine Age of Reason. Age of Reason, you have abandoned common sense, and instead of having a delicious blend of Arabica beans there, it's 100% robusta beans, which they have their own great flavor, and double the caffeine. That's probably why I like it so much. And if I had an espresso machine to run that that ultra, that really fine ground coffee through, I could make some really great espresso with it. But I don't. I just have my Keurig, and I get some delicious coffee or maybe uh, there's some other great unflavored coffees. They're just great beans, great roast. Check out the entire selection, the Teddy Roosevelt, the Calvin Coolidge. It's also good. they got great flavored coffees. Doc's Bacon Blast. If you like coffee, it has a bit of a bacon hint to it. Or uh, maybe the uh, Doc's Uranus Hertz. Really don't know what all is in that flavor, but it is a flavored coffee. And is quite popular. Check it out. So many great things to check out. Or maybe they're coffee drops. Either way, they have a great selection of products for you made by a small business out of Runnels, Iowa. Check them out. APRCoffee.com. Historically, great coffee. Now, getting into it, before I get into the insanity of the coup that wasn't, before I, you know, get off into the weeds about some other stuff, this time last year, on this day last year, I was in 
Rapid City, South Dakota, getting ready to go on a trip across the state line into Wyoming to check out Devil's Tower. And then on the way back, swing by a Deadwood and see what that's all about. And then uh, go to a uh, family get-together in uh, outside Rapid City. I haven't really been up in that area, so I was exploring, excited, and getting ready to getting ready to get on the road, and all of a sudden, the news breaks. What news is that, you might ask? Well, the important news, what we are celebrating today, uh, here on 6-24-23, that would be the overturning of Roe vs. Wade, 6-24-22. Happy Life Day. I made sure to commemorate Life Day by tweeting a picture of Baby surrounding a tombstone reading Roe versus Wade. And I said, Happy Life Day at PPFA, Planned Parenthood for America, and at NARAL. Yes, the two biggest advocates of killing babies. I made sure to tag them in that picture because trolling is fun. But yeah, and it has. Now, don't be wrong. With the overturning of Roe versus Wade, Abortion wasn't immediately killed. It wasn't immediately done away with at the national level. No, it wasn't. The What the Supreme Court did with uh, with overturning Roe v. Wade was basically went, okay, this abortion issue is going to go back to the states. It is a Tenth Amendment issue. Well, I, that's not the perfect win. That For those of you who believe that all lives matter, even the unborn, even babies, which, what a heck of a day to not be wearing my Baby Lives Matter shirt. I did it yesterday. It was really kind of oddly timed, but yeah, I digress. But, you know, they said, if, if you're like me and you believe that all lives matter, babies matter, whether they're born, whether they're still in the womb, whether it's n- newly conceived, all baby lives matter. And... So we still have a long ways to go. We have states that have gone out of their way to enshrine the murder of unborn babies into their state constitutions. We have states like, you know, I don't try to remember any of them, but states that have gone completely all out. And, yeah, here in this state, we ain't doing it no more. Missouri is one of those states. Texas and they passed a law with a trigger that should Roe ever be overturned, the state of Texas will ban abortion. And that's great. Now, I'm still torn on, you know, the whole, well, what if she was raped? Was she's a victim of incest? What if it's a life-threatening to the mother? Okay, uh, an ectopic pregnancy is not going to be viable. And yeah, it could kill the mother, rupture the fallopian tube, and, you know, mother bleeds out internally. It's not good. But then they love to use these arguments of, well, in any event, the life of the mother, the mother should be able to, you know, terminate. Well, my mother's got cancer. Well, you know what? That's a risk, man. 
if you're willing to risk your life to carry that child because you want the child, why should you even be given the option of aborting that pregnancy, killing that baby to save your own skin? I mean, I've I've always felt that abortion is incredibly selfish. Uh, The majority of abortions are done for selfish reasons. Oh, I'm not ready to be a mother. I just don't have the money to take care of a baby. What about my career? Very self-centered reasons. And for those women who are victims of crime that result in pregnancy, like I said, they're a victim of rape. They're a victim of incest. I cannot imagine the grief and heartache if you are very pro-life and then suddenly you're a victim of this and what do I do? Because every day I'll look at this child and I'm going to be reminded of what happened to me. And like I said, my heart goes out to those women, 100%. But like I said, that's a part of it that I'm torn on for women who do find themselves in incredibly life-threatening situations. I cannot imagine the heartache of, do I risk my life to carry this child or do I carry this child to term and hope I survive? I cannot begin to put myself into those shoes. Unfortunately, when when all the pro-baby murder punditry gets to yakking and talking it up, smacking my mic stand there, um, when they get to talking, they bring up, well, the mother's life, and oh, victim of this, victim of that. That's the one thing they don't ever tell you is that when you account for, you know, the risk to the mother's life, when it comes to, accounting for victims of rape, victims victims of incest. That's only like 2% of abortions total. The other 98%, it's about me. The overwhelming majority of abortions, whether it be, you know, they go to Planned Parenthood, they get prescribed uh, the, the pills, whether it's an actual, you know, surgical procedure abortion. The the overwhelming majority of those are an alternate form of birth control. Because, you know, you and your boyfriend bareback, you and the dude you picked up at the club, you and the dude you met on, uh, met on the app, yeah, yeah, riding in bareback seemed like a great idea, but then I'm not going to be on birth control pills because it messes up my system so bad. And, you know, condoms, they just don't feel good. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm pregnant. To the Planned Parenthood. This is a bad idea. And as far as... It's absolutely disheartening that for 50 years, this has been the thing. No, don't get me wrong. Uh, Abortions, you know, when they were, you know, legalized in 1973 through Roe versus Wade, 
while they did have a spike because now suddenly women don't have to go find that back alley abortionist. At the same time, it wasn't as huge of a, of a spike, but as you move through the second and third wave feminism where it's my body, I can express my body how I want. If I want to be a strumpet and just lay with every man who wants to lay with me, then that is my business. Stay out of my bedroom. Okay, sex is not necessarily the female empowerment you think it is. You are literally just taking your existence and the only way that I can connect with a man is physically through the act of banging and being the other girl in a shaggy song. I was on the counter, I was on the sofa, and for some reason he just kept saying it wasn't me over and over again to the to his girlfriend who was staring at him. I mean, since when is debasing yourself like the ultimate act of, you know, body positivity? I get it. We want to be happy in our skins. We want to be happy with ourselves. We want to be happy with our existence. But really, just making all of your relationships, you know, about sex and just, you know, no actual attachment. It's just the physical act. That's something that's never made sense to me. And believe me, I was a horny teenager. As the horny teenager who, you know, I had no game. I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting any, no matter how hard I tried. And then I met a wonderful young lady who I just happened to end up marrying a couple of years later and have been married to her for the last 20 years. And through that two years of dating and then being engaged and getting, and then finally getting married, it never seemed like, you know, the entire relationship was built around this idea of, oh, we got to have sex or else we, how do we know we, how do we know we love each other if we're not doing that? Or the whole idea that, you know, you can have a relationship that is, you know, emotion, emotionally detached that's just based on that act. You know, you, you hear about, you know, well, we're friends with benefits. Yeah, but uh, how do you do that without developing the emotional attachment? Because one of those wonderful, wonderful uh, neurotransmitters that comes out during the sex act is something called... Um, Doggone it. It, it, it is just, just completely skipped my mind. Oh, no. I want to say dopamine, but I know it's not dopamine. Uh, it's not Pitocin. Ah, I hate it when this happens. But you know, your brain releases neurotransmitters that 
the entire point of them is to build attachments, you know, emotional attachments. How do you engage in sex without developing this attachment? And then to turn around and go, well, yeah, I, I know it takes two to make a baby, but you know what? He may, he may have impregnated me, but he doesn't get to say. And then just go and just, whoop, never happened. The, the whole idea of abortion is completely antithetical to existence. Even if you know, taking religion out of it, just we are animals, there is no God, we're just, we just evolved to be able to you know, use tools and invent automobiles. The, the basic biological need is to make more humans. So even, like I said, taking religion out of it, abortion is completely antithetical to the nature of our existence. You, and then you start getting to the religious aspect of it. You know, you know, you, know, you got... Uh, Two gods being worshipped here. You know, this whole free love, free sex, connect with whoever you want and no consequences. Um, That existed back in the the Hebrew early, you know, early Judean time. They were called Asherah poles. They take these poles, they put them up, they look like kind of like trees and used to... Yeah, it'd be outside the city limits and the people, you know, who are like, yeah, you know what? This whole God thing ain't working out. Let's go have wild, crazy monkey sex underneath these poles and we will worship Asherah and we will, we will have prosperity. All right, cool. And then that results in uh, pregnant people. And then, uh, well, you know, we need more prosperity. Um, Hey, we we have this uh, we have this statue to Moloch with a fire burning in it. Let's go beat drums really loudly, and then we will take our babies and we will throw them into the furnace shaped like Moloch and sacrifice our babies. Meanwhile, the drums are playing really loud, so you don't have to hear the baby scream as they burn alive. But you know, it, it's going to bring us prosperity. And if you think about it. That's the same cycle that's been going on through the whole abortion era. I have prosperity in myself because I can have attachment-free sex, consequence-free sex, and it's all good. Everything is hunky-dory. Oh, crap. Now I've gotten pregnant. It's going to affect my... It's going to affect my prosperity if I carry this child to term because I was being, you know, being reckless and engaging in all this free sex bullcrap. So they go to their new version of of the uh, Moloch furnace called Planned Parenthood, and 
They get a uh, they get a little DNC done, suck that baby right out of the womb, and hey, my my prosperity has been restored because I sacrificed to the to the God. It it's it's insane that you know the 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 whole idea that history repeats itself. It it really does. Sure, we don't call them. We don't call them Asherah poles. We don't call it the Moloch furnace anymore. Now it's a, you know, now we have Tinder and Planned Parenthood. But, you know, getting back to the, you know, allowing states to uh, do, do what they want as far as their own abortion bills, uh, Arizona, prior to the election or selection of Katie Hobbs as governor, they had passed a law. They had passed laws uh, where prosecutors can go after doctors who perform illegal abortions. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't under, I don't know what the abortion laws for Arizona are. I'm not going to presume to know them. All I know is that there was a, the ability to prosecute doctors for performing certain abortion procedures after certain times. But like I said, don't know all the details, but Katie Hobbs, God bless her looking out to protect women's rights to murder their children. Signed an executive order. Renouncing. I just don't say renounce. um, Redirecting prosecutorial authority to of you know enforcing these laws from local DAs you know the the people who are at the ground level who know these doctors who know these women and taking it and putting it in the hands of the state attorney general who also happens to be a pro baby murder democrat so, if you have doctors in Arizona who are violating the state laws concerning abortions, you're going to give prosecutorial authority to the attorney general who is for killing the babies, huh? Trying to do some math here in my head. This seems like uh, not a lot of prosecutions are going to happen. And she has this whole, well, at the at the local level, the, the local prosecutors, they can interpret the laws differently. So if we have a centralized prosecution authority, then we know the laws will be enforced evenly. No, they won't be enforced at all, you silly twat. When you take the law and you're going to have it enforced by someone who does not believe in the law and believes the exact opposite of the law, guess what? That law will not be enforced. There will be doctors who they will be referred. Pardon me. I hit my mic stand again. There will be doctors who are referred for prosecution because they clearly violate what the law says. And then it will go up to her and she will go, eh, prosecutorial discretion, we won't prosecute. 
I know it's kind of jaded. I know it's kind of, well, did, do you really, really think that? Yes. It's almost like they have a history of doing this. Um, I wasn't going to get into it on, on this show, but that's what kind of want to touch on briefly. You look at the years of investigation into Hunter Biden. Yet, for some strange reason, under multiple administrations, the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and most recently, obviously, the Biden administration, you had members of the IRS laying into Hunter Biden, going through his stuff and going, oh, my God, there's all these all these laws being broken. Refer it to the U.S. District Attorney. Who then goes, nah, we're not going to prosecute. Nah, just keep investigating, find more dirt. Keep investigating, find more dirt until, guess what? The statute of limitations ran out, and now he can't be prosecuted. But I guarantee if I didn't pay $6 million in taxes, that I would be serving some jail time if I lied on a federal form and got found out that I lied on my federal background check, stating that no, I, I don't have a, I don't have a drug problem, while getting busted for having a rental car I left my crack pipe in. I'm sure I would probably go to jail for that. Meanwhile, uh, Wesley Snipes is looking at Hunter Biden getting a sweetheart. Yo, plead guilty to the tax fraud and you won't go to jail. And he's going, son of a bitch. That's what you get when when you're doing tax evasion while black. You go to jail. That rich politician's son, yeah, he's good. Like I said... The prosecutorial authority, when it comes to these laws in Arizona, especially being concentrated into one person who can say, okay, this doctor clearly violated the law or did not, so we should press charges, is not a good thing. Especially when that person making that decision believes that, yeah, you want to kill your baby while it's still in utero, by all means, kill your baby while in utero. The whole idea of it is absolutely redonkulous. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break, and then I will be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so getting back into things, um, if you weren't following along in with the news this week, um, a very meme-worthy event occurred. Yes, I know, I shouldn't be talking about meme-worthy things, especially concerning um, a submarine with five really rich people, including one of those being the CEO of the company who owned said submarine, all dying when their when the submarine uh, spontaneously and catastrophically imploded going down to see the Titanic. And it was a huge news event. The submarine has been missing for three days and, and experts say they're going to run out of oxygen within the next eight hours. And then you have all this coverage of the new on the news of the rescue effort and well, here's what they could be expecting. Na- Navy expert says men trapped on submarine could be experiencing mood swings. Well, first of all, if you are on a submarine that is trapped 12,500 feet below the surface, I would imagine there would be a lot of mood swings. There was suddenly conspiracy theories that it was never intended to come back up because, you know, the the CEO of that company was married to the great-great-granddaughter of of the Levi's, you know, who died on, or the Strausses. I don't know why I said the Levi's. Uh, Probably because Levi Strauss. But, you know, great-great-granddaughter of the Strausses who died on the Titanic. And the entire time, he just wanted to have that connection to the Titanic to the point where he fully intended to take it to the bottom and never come back up. It's craziness. You know, you had the news of sonar has has been picking up these sounds of people beating on what sounds like beating on the side of the submarine every 30 minutes for, you know, for a few minutes. It's a, hey, we're here. Yet for some reason, the su- they can never find an exact location. They get, couldn't get Navy there who has really, really advanced sonar that could literally, I keep dropping my mouse, it's weird, um, who could literally, you know, hone in on where that noise is coming from to be able to get, uh, an exact location. I mean, if they're able to ping another ship with the sonar and know exactly where it's at in the water, why can't they do it with this sub on the ocean floor? And then Thursday, once it, had, you know, once uh, it comes out, the Coast Guard's uh, rescue sub has found debris consistent with a catastrophic implosion. 1,600 feet from the from uh, from the Titanic wreck itself, 
And everyone pretty much had to go, oh, crap, that ain't good. We find out that on on Monday, as the, or on, yeah, Sunday or Monday, the Navy's uh, super classified uh, audio monitoring system that they used to track submarines and ships through the North Atlantic picked up the sound of the implosion. And then they sent it up. Like, hey, um, we're pretty sure that this was a sub imploding. And then they had that missing sub uh, out there by the Titanic. And according to our audio system, that's the lo- near the location of where the sub was. You know, the, that implosion was heard near that location. We're pretty sure that was it. That was held on to until Thursday. So the news is going crazy. All the people are talking about this sub and, oh my God, that's not good. It's almost like it was left left out there hanging and CNN making all their, getting all their uh, clicks from, from their constant reporting. Day two, hour, hour 53, the missing sub. So they're talking about this the entire time. You have you have tickers on TV. Hours left until oxygen reaches zero. All of this is going on. Meanwhile, what's not being really talked about? Uh, it's a great distraction from the uh, from the Hunter plea deal those offered. It's a great distraction from Republicans in Congress laying out all this whistleblower testimony concerning the way the DOJ's kind of was blocking uh, prosecution of Hunter Biden for almost a decade. Huh. So the Navy knew about it early on. It was sent up and reported allegedly, to the incident commander. Now, my question is, did they say, we're going to send this up so the incident commander will be notified by Big Navy? Or did they reach out immediately? I'm thinking they didn't reach out immediately to whoever was in charge of the rescue operation or to the boat. Letting them, letting them know, hey, uh, we're 90% sure that sub was crushed. And if that's the case, why did the Pentagon not say anything? Why did the Pentagon not release anything until Thursday shortly after the whistleblower testimony was wrapped up in Congress. I know it's all conspiratorial, tinfoil hat. Uh, that's Alex Jones, and Alex Jones says that this was hidden because blah, 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 friggin' frogs gay, contrails to the air. No. 
you have to really stop and look. As much as people in, in the conspiracy world, well, you got to follow the money. Well, okay, let, where's the communications? Where, where are those emails that were sent? Where are the phone call logs? Who knew? When did they know it? And who made the decision that we're just going to sit on this for as long as possible until well after we knew there was no hope of survival for the men on board? Did they think it would make it easier on the family members? I mean, obviously the CEO's stepson, I mean, he took it oh so hard. You know, at that Blink-182 concert, hitting on an OnlyFans model, wanting her to sit on his face. If you're listening to this with kids, I apologize. But really, you, you had the Pakistani guy and his son in that submarine. Uh, didn't? Isn't there a wife back home that may, you know, maybe a little concerned about, oh my God, is my husband, my son going to make it? You had the French diver who was part of the expedition. Obviously, you had the CEO who still had, you know, his wife was on the freaking boat that took the sub out there. Wouldn't you have thought that maybe she would like to know, hey, um, we hate to tell you this, but. Instead, you let the families sit and worry and suffer and clutch pearls the entire time. When you could have come out and said, hey, um, we have news and it's not good. This is what our audio monitors picked up in the water near the location of the expedition. We strongly suspect that if we send a craft down, we will find wreckage consistent with that on the ocean floor. They allowed family members to sit and struggle and hope and pray and worry themselves to death for nothing, absolutely nothing. It was possibly the cruelest of cruel pranks you could put on put onto a family that is looking at that kind of issue is letting them keep hope alive when you know there is no hope sure maybe you thought you were doing them a favor you know, let, let them think that they're going to sit down there and suffer and run out of oxygen and just peacefully fall asleep. And it's a shame that we lost them. But, you know, once the oxygen concentration got down below 16%, you know, they would begin feeling the effects of hypoxia and they just drift off until they ran out of oxygen. I guess you wanted them to have the 
fairy tale death. I guess the idea of slowly suffocating was better than, yeah, it got down to about certain to this depth and the carbon fiber hole of the craft could not withstand the water pressure and it was crushed, killing everyone instantly. Maybe I'm just built different, but if it was my child, if it was my spouse that was on that craft, and I spent four or five days worrying myself to death, am I going to see my loved one again? And then I found out that, oh, no, they actually died within two hours of starting the voyage. I would be losing my ever-flipping mind. I would have, you know, Freedom of Information Act requests going against the Navy. I would possibly be looking at a lawsuit because of the emotional trauma of being led to believe that maybe there's hope when there never was. And what has been turning out to be a long, long line of failures by our military, be it the Afghan pullout, be it this with the Navy sitting on this information, or the Pentagon ordering the Navy to sit on this information. Really, I I have to wonder about Does our military even care at the high levels? I know at the lower levels because, you know, I've lived it. The lower, at the lower levels, the people care about families. There's a reason why if a soldier is killed in a combat zone, they black out the uh, communications. They, they shut you off from, the phone, they shut you off from the internet until someone can notify the family members of that young man or woman who was killed in theater or, hell, even killed in a training accident here at home. They hold that information until it can be, until the family members can be notified. Now, maybe they had family, maybe that's the reason why they were holding out. Maybe that's why, you know, they were letting, letting it just play out on TV as it was because, well, yeah, they're not military, but before we make this national news about how they died, we, we want to notify the members of the family before it got out. Maybe. I mean, the Navy and the Department of Defense, they have no obligation to do that for civilians. Yep. Operating outside of any sort of military purview. I mean, you know, if a, a contractor is killed for whatever reason, on an army post, 
you know, at home or abroad, you know, they're working for the DOD. The DOD has that obligation. But these are, this is a private expedition. So the Navy really didn't have any kind of obligation. But maybe they decided to take that. I don't know. Probably because they're not saying why they held the information. And so that leads to the speculation that you know, the White House ordered it to you know, distract from Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and everything that's going on. Because right now, that is 100% entirely plausible. This is the same administration that, oh, the Afghanistan withdrawal was a huge success, huge success. Really, because we had 13 people needlessly killed by a suicide vest while trying to, you know, maintain order outside the main gate at Kabul Airport. You had Afghans trying to flee that country, getting caught in the wheel wells of C-17s and soldiers got stuck sitting on that plane for additional time once they landed in Kuwait because they had to have a crew come out and remove the body from the landing gear. You have video, and I've seen the video of the dudes just flopping against the side of the plane, just a body. seen the video of dudes just trying to hold on to the side of the plane for dear life and falling to their deaths. But the Afghan withdrawal was a success. Granted, you you also had a uh, brigade commander for the 82nd Airborne who went out of their way to turn queered individuals who are trying to manifest for a civilian flight out of Kaya and saying saying it to a Green Beret operator yeah, yeah I don't care I don't care if you're an MMA fighter you're not bringing them in here but the withdrawal and the removal of approved citizens of American citizens through Kaya. That was a huge success, even though all the evidence is to the contrary. Like I said, the possibility that the Navy decided, even though they had no obligation, they wanted to make contact with these family members and let them know before they made it public. The other possibility is that an inept, corrupt, and I don't know, all the other bad words, White House and DOD colluded together to withhold this information to allow, to allow the drama to play out strictly as a distraction, 
at this point, until one or the other is confirmed, they're both plausible. But I think only one of them is actually probable. And it ain't the Navy doing their best to make contact with the family members. And speaking of inept and and corrupt uh, war machines, let's give it up for the Wagner Group and their sudden turn on Russia. Well, the past 24 hours, it has been a whirlwind of information out of Ukraine. There was a convoy of Wagner uh, mercenaries traveling through Ukraine that suddenly found them on the receiving end of a Russian attack. And the Wagner group decided that they weren't going to have it anymore, and they immediately started marching on marching to Moscow. Currently, as it stands, wait, wait, hold on. Breaking news, breaking news. Uh, yeah, the, the coup is over. Uh, Wagner, yeah, that the Wagner group did not uh, really carry through with their threats of marching on Moscow. That coup lasted like five minutes and then was over. Uh, currently, the head of the Wagner group has been allowed to um, to not die. We'll say it that way. And is basically uh, being exiled to Belarus. So he can think long and hard about his actions of leading his mercenaries in an attempted attack on Moscow. Meanwhile, the CIA is twiddling their thumbs, whistling nonchalantly, saying they don't have a clue what's going on. Which I'm sure they don't, because our CIA, they know everything, so it's just purely, purely Russian Civil War stuff, and nothing to get involved with. Now, I, I was kind of thinking about this. It's like, well, after that attack where the Russians bombed the Wagner group, how much money suddenly found its way through perfectly legitimate sources, through perfectly legitimate paths from the U.S. government, through the Ukrainian government, through this oligarch, through that oligarch through that underboss into Wagner to turn on Russia. Now, I, I, like I said, I mean, it's just something I was thinking. There's no evidence that, yeah, we took advantage of a whoopsie moment. I would call it a happy little accident like Bob Ross, but I don't know how happy or little this accident was. Um, have to wonder is a... Uh, Wagner pissing off uh, Vladimir Putin, and did he order the code red? I don't know. I don't think we're going to get Vladimir Putin up on us on a witness stand shouting, "You're goddamn right, I did." Pardon my French, but hey, it's a movie quote. Don't like it? Don't watch the movies. But it's one of those things that you really have to sit and ask, you know, 
what inspired them to go, okay, this is just an accidental fratricide. You know, these things happen, fog of war and all that. You know, what really inspired uh, the leader of Wagner to go, all right, Vladimir, I know you backed me when I went from owning small business to owning large business and catering to Kremlin. And then took that money and put it into private security. I mean, uh, mercenary work. I know you helped me out with all the these in the past, but now it's too much. Now we march on Moscow. We fight for Mother Russia. I don't really think someone who was that friendly with Vladimir Putin in the past is going to um, just suddenly go bonkers and uh, try leading a column into Moscow. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, like I said, he, he managed to get through, he managed to get out of Russia with his life, living in exile in Belarus, where I'm sure he will not die from a sudden onset of Novichok poisoning or ricin poisoning or acute lead poisoning to his brain. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, it would be kind of nuts if, if he didn't suddenly find himself unalive at some point here in the near future. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but again, congratulations on leading a five-minute coup against Russia. We're proud of you, bro. Very, very proud. All right, so that's going to wrap up this week's show. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember... If you are new to this podcast or to YouTube or Rumble, whatever, make sure you hit the subscribe button, you hit the follow button, whatever it is, on your uh, podcast platform. And be sure to also, if you're uh, on Rumble or YouTube, make sure you hit the bell for notifications. You know, somewhere down on this side of the screen over here. I, I really don't know. Um... Again, make sure you hit those followers and subscribers and notifications are all good. That means anytime I release new content on your platform of choice, you will get the notification that has been released. Very, very good. Uh, if you're a new podcast listener, please be sure to uh, do the same four things I ask every week. Number one, please, like I already said, hit the subscribe or follow button. After that, please, please review the show or rate the show, excuse me, rate the show, five stars, all except four, three and below, we need to talk. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Fake Tyler Morgan. My DMs are open. You can um, explain to me why you believe it's so low before you go ahead and give me the three or less stars. Once you have rated it, please write a review. Say something nice. Uh, you don't have anything nice to say. Um make it constructive. If you come off calling me a wannabe Alex Jones, believe me, believe me, I will live off of that review forever and I will bring it up whenever I can like I just did. Once you have rated it, please, and reviewed it, please share it. Send a link to the show to someone who you think will absolutely love it. 
Send it to someone who you think will be at least mildly entertained. Send it to someone who you think this will drive absolutely bonkers and they will never speak to you again, which is probably good because you don't have much of a relationship there anyways, and I will be glad to help you end said relationship. So again, thank you so very much for listening. Uh, if you want to uh, maybe get some bonus content whenever I actually have a chance to record bonus content, please subscribe to my Patreon Um there, my Patreon, you will have early access to interviews. Uh, you will have ad-free radio content, not radio content, ad-free podcast content. You will, uh, you know, you'll have the, the, the kind of live ones I do, you know, the blue-collar beardsman in the middle or at the beginning, the uh, APR coffee. You'll have those, but you won't get the podcast ads. that can be for just about anything whenever they you listen to them because of the uh, the Acast platform. Yep, I have no say in what advertisers go in at the start or finish or the uh, mid-roll. So, you know, I apologize if it's anything that seems completely out of the ordinary for me. I have no say in it. But like I said, you'll get get you won't have those ads, so you know, that's one of the good things about Patreon. 5 bucks a month minimum and you can, you know, not have to listen to ads. So, again, thank you very much. Please, please be sure to check it out. Again, follow me on social media, on Twitter, at Fake Tyler Morgan, or at RD Media Pods. Check it out sir, very much. Uh, I want to thank you. Wow, my brain has gone. <laughs> thank you so very much. That's what I'm trying to say. Believe me, if you think it's because of the alcohol, I still have alcohol in the glass, and it's the only glass I poured tonight. So, again, thank you so very much for listening, and as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless, daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there, or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1 7.